1: Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com.
0: Powered by E.P. Wealth.
1: One of the more interesting headlines that we're going to get to today is Dick's Sporting Goods down 20%. The retailer reported an earnings miss and cut guidance for the year due in part to increase in retail theft. What do you do? In California, it's a misdemeanor as long as it's under $1,000. I think 995 or something silly like that. What do you do if you're a retailer? Just close shops? We will scrape the topic, but I am not an expert at the topic. Let's move on to what's happening on Wall Street. It'll be a Chad-free day. Nothing against Chad. We still have that event coming up in two nights. You can sign up for it at Rob Black's show. It's the 7 Readiness Retirement Tests. And uh, it should be a good event. Um, I'm looking forward to it. You can find out more about the event at robblackshow.com. It's Thursday in Los Gatos in the Toll House Hotel, 630 to 830. Sign up at robblackshow.com. Probably my last year of doing probably like the next 12 months, 14 months will be it for me as far as doing seminars. So um, I like putting names and faces together. Uh, But Times have changed. I don't know if they work as well as they used to, if that makes any sense. So the NASDAQ up 1.5% yesterday. Kind of a nice day. The SP 500 up 70 basis points, or 7 tenths of 1%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was down fractions. Ten-year Treasury is the story right now. It's the August story. You could say AI was the story from February to June. You could say a rebound was the story. But August, the story has been the 10-year treasury. You could say inflation coming down. The Fed probably putting a skid on raising interest rates. Maybe they won't exactly. uh, Well, it's still a little too early to tell because the economy is doing so well. Maybe they do want to slow it down a notch. I think all things considered, Jerome Powell's done a pretty admirable job on the backside of inflation coming down. He did a pretty lousy job on the front side of inflation going up. With that said, none of us had ever been through a pandemic and seen trillions of dollars of government money coming into the coffers of the individual. I know some people that did quite well during COVID. Um, They became a little bit more reclusive, but they saved a lot more money. So, where are we? Um, Stocks started the week yesterday on an upswing. NVIDIA is going to report earnings tomorrow. Um, had a big day yesterday. It's off to a good start today. COVID variants are in the news. They're helping push the value of companies that make vaccines. Novavax, Moderna, and BioNTech. As well as Pfizer, higher. Will I or won't I get a booster? I will. Um. I'm not on the ground, but I do talk about the differences between what CFP Chad Burton sees and what I see. Um, I'm seeing a lot more and working in local news, COVID levels rising. And I'll be honest with you, uh, I fell out of a whitewater raft a month and a half ago, a month ago. And I'm just not as young as I used to be. I'll get a booster. So just not as young as I used to be. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Some of the headlines out there. Arm Holdings is going to be a big IPO. It's going to be maybe the biggest that you've seen in a long time. SoftBank, which bought the company for $32 billion in 2016, is, just had a string of losses as a venture capital company. SoftBank, venture capital company. And they're trying to pivot to... Let's get rid of some of our winners that we've done really well with. Arm has been looking to raise between eight and ten billion, but now may seek less as Softbank plans to hold on to more of the company. IPO is expected to be the year's year's biggest and help other tech companies, including Instacart, decide whether to move forward or not. Instacart's a tough one for me to say, am I gonna like it or not? It, it depends on the pricing, of course. But I'm not a big IPO fan. Um, I bought Meta, not at the IPO, but 45 days after the IPO when the stock started breaking a little bit. I'd rather do that than jump after something that's overvalued. But that's again, every one of us is different. Travels on track to become a $15.5 trillion industry by 2033. That would represent more than 11.6% of the global economy and a 50% jump from 2019 430 million people work in the industry. That's one in every nine jobs worldwide. What else do we have to hit as far as big stories? There's a rotovire story, but I'm not going to hit it. It's about pregnant women. It's okay to get a shot. I guess that's all I need to say. Um, Donald Trump's agreed to a $200,000 bond. He's going to turn himself in on Thursday. That could be dramatic. Although... Um, Some of the political commentary I've been seeing recently is even though he's calling for people to fight back, no one's really fighting back. Which is, I guess, a good thing, right? Domino's Pizza is closing its 142 stores in Russia. That seems like it was a little bit overdue. Or that a thousand Western companies have left Russia since it invaded Ukraine. Airplanes nearly crash into another each other. More often than you thought there was a New York Times uh, report on that yesterday. That wasn't a fun read. That was not a fun read. I'll be honest with you. Not a fun read. Because I think the one thing I'm counting on is that at least they won't crash into each other. Oh, what else do we have to hit? Uh, The stock market today. A little bit of a bounce going on in the NASDAQ and the S&P 500, which is nice to see. Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, Amazon, Nvidia, Tesla and Meta are all up fractionally today. 10-year note treasury notes at 4.33%. Again, as it moves to 3.43, four, three, four, 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 I'm more inclined to go after income. I've said that for 25 years. I'll say it again. Now, again, that doesn't mean a stock pick won't come along. But the easy moves in the stock market are when the 10-year treasuries below 10 uh below 4%. Uh Easier moves below 3.5%. Super easy moves below 3%. Crazy easy moves, anything below that. Dick Sporting Good. Big laggard today. I'll be honest with you. I have not been a dick do you in know, a Dick Sporting Goods in 20 years. Doesn't mean I don't like it. Nothing's wrong with it. It's down 20% after coming up. Well, shy of expectations, issuing disappointing full year guidance. They highlighted inventory shrink for its earnings disappointments. Are we going to become like a shoe company where there's only one model on the floor and you have to ask people to go to the back room to get it? You were shopping for shoes. That was like the worst thing back to school as a child. Lowe's and Macy's are moving in opposite directions after their earnings results. Lowe's is up 2.5%. Macy's is down 8.3%. The existing home sales report for July is out. We'll talk about that. Sheltering and the overall cost of sheltering is something that moves very slowly and inflation changes. It's probably one of the pieces that we need to have come down for us to say, oh yeah, most of the inflation of the pandemic is behind us now. 30. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Big event coming up in 48 hours, roughly. It is Thursday evening, 630 to 830 at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos, California. It's gonna be an event on prepping you for the retirement readiness tests. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. You
0: can find the event at Rob Black Show. .com I'm Rob Black. Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the 7 tests of retirement readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors Thursday, August 24th in Los Gatos. They'll walk you through these 7 tests to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money investing, life goals and more. If you have at least $500,000 in investable assets and want to retire better, pass on your estate and minimize taxes, this event is for you. Find out if you're on the right track with the seven tests of retirement readiness, Thursday, August 24th, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Los Gatos Toll House Hotel. Space is limited, so sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Can you pass all seven tests? Sign up today online at robblackshow.com. So I don't think it's a big secret that I grew up in the
1: 80s and went to college in the late 80s, 90s, that my music formative years were with grunge and alternative rock. Um, But I guess another secret or insight into my past is that malls were kind of cool. Going to the mall on a Friday to see a movie, get a pretzel. Go into Bed Bath & Beyond if you were on a date. Act super interested in smelly soaps and oils. (laughs) Oh, those memories. The Halcyon days, if you will. Her wanting to go into Aeropostale and Hollister and Meeks and, you know, I'll wait out here. I'm good. Just going to get off my feet for a second. So Generation Z. um, They're starting to get into malls. Which is interesting retail sales at malls increased 11 percent to over 800 billion from 2021 to 2022 foot traffic at top tier malls was up 12 percent. So shopping at malls not quite as dead as some people think it is. Um, Data like that should super help you as an investor. Now, again, do I want to invest in anything that's inside of a mall? Probably not. Um, but am I against it completely? Nope. Peter Lynch, one of the greatest investors of all time. One of my worst guests ever on this show. Um, He ran the Magellan Fund and he was famous for telling people how he picked winners. One of them was he would go to the mall with his daughters. And they would want to go into the Gap. They would want to get dinner at Chili's. It used to be very heavily mall oriented. And he made decisions based on what teenagers wanted because teenagers were using mommy and daddy's money, uh, discretionary money. He was a great investor. What's interesting to note is that the Fidelity Magellan Fund is considered the most successful fund of all time. Uh, that may not be true anymore. That's probably eight-year-old statistic, but I think it's still true. But most investors, more than half, lost money in the fund. Because they would hear about it and they go, oh, it's the greatest fund. I should buy it. Um, they would buy it high. And then when it would go lower, they're like, well, this sucks. And they'd sell low. If you're going to invest in mutual funds, um, I say keep the fees well under 1%. If you're going to invest in index funds, I say keep the fees well under 10 basis points, which is one-tenth of 1%. And give it time. It's not an instant gratification. August in July, my wealth was hitting all-time highs. In August, my wealth is 5% eight off all-time highs. I'm not like, oh, I should have sold in July. I'm a jerk. I'm not that big of a jerk. Home sales fell again in July. Supplies dropped to a near quarter century low. The median price of a home was $406,700, an increase of 1.9%. Sales fell a month-to-month in all regions except for the West, where they gained 2.7%. The National Association of Realtors is blaming higher rates and still tight supply for the decrease. The West is the most expensive region, but it's also the region that experienced some price decline. Prices in July rose in all regions year-over-year except the West, where they were roughly flat. I have a neighbor that just put her house up for sale. Lovely, lovely woman. Um, Sadly, she's been a widow for, I believe, 25 years. It's at least been 20. And she put a big ticket price on her home. And I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Maybe she gets it. Although, I'll be honest with you, I'd rather homes be hitting all-time highs in 10, 15 years when I'm thinking about selling my home versus right here, right now. Okay, what else do we have to hit? There's plenty out there today. Mark Zuckerberg is starting an online version of Threads in an attempt to attack or keep the heat on Twitter's X and Elon Musk, of which Elon Musk said yesterday, there's a chance that X fails, that that Twitter doesn't work the way he wanted it to, and that he ultimately gives up and shuts down. That would be a big loss of 40-plus billion dollars. Other stories of note: Bill Gates. What is he buying right now? It's actually kind of a funny stock that he's buying, in my opinion. Um, Budweiser. As Budweiser stock has come down on Hazard Bush. Um, he's not looking to get into something that is going to be instant gratification. He's looking to get some value with a big, big check, right? So. Do I like Bill Gates and his portfolio ideas? Well, let's take a look at his top 10 holdings. Uh, FedEx was number 10. Um, I'm okay with that. I don't have any. I prefer like a Canadian national railway if we're talking transports. He owns Walmart. I prefer Target, but Walmart, Target, Dick Sporting Goods are all going through hell right now with retail theft. Coca-Cola. I'm good with owning Coca-Cola. Ecolab. It's an industrial water treatment and pest control products uh, provider. It reported 8% sales growth and 21% operating income growth over the last year. Um, It's a pretty well-known company and it's pretty well owned by rich people. Uh, We have to have clean water. Deer and Company. John Deere. Tractors. Tractors. I like the idea, I own Caterpillar. Um, now again, this is for a very small portion of my stocks. I own heavy tech growth. I own light industrial uh, blue chips or blue chips. Um, a Couple other ones that he owns, Caterpillar. Um, I own Caterpillar for the dividend and a little bit of growth. But not for they're not making AI inspired tractors. Yes, if they did, I'd be a little more excited, but I'm not. Waste management, one man's trash is another man's investment. Waste management collects trash and recycles, hundreds of landfills and transfer stations. If you and I were to try to get into that business, it would cost us permits and we ain't gonna get into it. Canadian National Railway is his third largest holding. Berkshire Hathaway is his second largest holding. No shame in either of those, a choo-choo train company and a company that goes after cash flow. And then Bill Gates' largest stock holding is Microsoft. Um, Not too shabby as he's done well with it, right? Especially since he's left and AI has kind of given Microsoft some new blood life into their Microsoft 365 subscriptions to Outlook and PowerPoint and Excel and all their products. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Big event coming up Thursday evening at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. You can sign up for the 7 readiness retirement test at RobBlackShow.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. I grew up Thinking that a car equaled freedom from my father. I don't have a horrible, horrible story about my dad. He was an alcoholic, but he wasn't like, he would batter us, but he would never fry us. So he'd roll us around in egg and flour, but he would never fry us. It's a joke, people. It's a joke. I know it's a child battery joke, so I probably would get canceled. But um, I always thought having a car meant getting away from home, which was a good thing, right? Today, one car is being sold for less than $20,000. The Mitsubishi Mirage. It brings the question to my head of, financially speaking, is it good for freedom? The Humble Hatchback. $19,205. Would that be my ticket out or would I be mocked and Attacked for having the cheapest car on the road. Middle of the road car cost $48,000 in July, up 30% since 2019. That's a lot of inflation since 2019. Used cars are also up 30% since pre-COVID, and they are selling for about $27,000. Cars will strain a family budget. It takes 42 weeks of median household income to cover the average cost of a car. I have all my cars are paid for and I have a very, very, how shall we say mixed family? Um, Keep in mind when you buy a 6,000 pound vehicle, you get a tax deduction as a business owner and two of my cars were bought that way. Um, I have a truck that has 80,000 miles on it. And I have a hybrid that has probably 60 hybrids for skiing and snow. Um, The truck is for hauling kids around soccer balls and bikes and such. And spouse has a, Tesla, which I'm really disappointed in. Um, but I wonder if I were to go back 30 years ago, how would I change my approach to vehicles? Pricey four-wheeled boxes that we use to get from place to place. It strains family budgets. It takes 42 weeks of median household income to cover uh, the average cost of a car, of a new car. High interest auto loans now are burdening auto owners. A record seventeen point one percent of new car owners had a monthly payment above one thousand dollars. I don't know. Again, I look at this is a little discouraging. I hope you go with it. I think it's be tougher for my kids to um, go out on their own than it was for me. Now, I was always had the mindset that I could always live in a cardboard box as long as I had love, but. My kids won't have that same mentality. America's obsession with supersized cars are also to blame for high gas prices, but also high vehicle prices. Then we threw in the pandemic-related supply chain snafus that created a car shortage that led auto producers slap exorbitant price tags onto windshields. One car under $20,000. How do you feel about that? or you just don't care, which is totally a fair thing to say as well. A lot of negative stories coming out right now about Elon Musk. Sam Altman, the OpenAI CEO, pushed out some press that said that he had to reorient his life and time after Elon Musk left the company at OpenAI's board in 2018, when Musk tried to take over the company and he was actually pushed out. <clears throat> I don't know how much that's a story other than Musk is getting a lot of smear right now on things that he doesn't do well. I know you're saying, yeah, I kind of get it. Elsewhere out there, Nordstrom. um, Let's skip Nordstrom and go to Macy's actually Macy's. They're down about 1.6%. They beat. Estimates on top and bottom lines, but they issued weak third quarter guidance. Revenue was $5.1 billion, higher than the $5.07 billion expected. In the world of stocks, I just don't have enough bandwidth to say I'm going to try to consume a, a Macy's. If I were looking for a home improvement company, I'd look at Home Depot or Lowe's. I would not have an affinity for one or the other. I would compare them. I would compare their price to sales ratios. I would compare their margins. I would compare their revenue. I would compare their revenue per employee. The data that I'm looking for, <clears throat> I don't have to be loyal to Home Depot or Lowe's. I see them as very similar companies. Home Depot has had some periods of outperformance. Lowe's has had some periods of outperformance. Zoom, the ultimate pandemic stock, right? They're up 1% after Zoom's second quarter results topped expectations. Um, I, again, I would have to say their glory days were probably behind them, at least until the next pandemic, which I was reading a UN study last night about how we're creating too many humans on this planet and we're consuming resources faster than expected. And that sometime in the next forty years, we're going to see a population decline after seeing a population hit records. Um, and part of it's going to be tied towards implosion—that we've overdone it. Foreclosures are climbing. Important to note for the housing market, that may be a good thing. Back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, it was a stark symbol of the Great Recession. From April, May, we saw foreclosures jump 7%. The lifting of all COVID-19 related moratoriums that have finally unclogged the pipeline of distressed properties is helping more foreclosures come out into the market. We don't have a lot of inventory in new homes or existing homes at this point in time. So any way we can get increased inventory, and I know this is really dark, even if it's through a foreclosure, it gives people buying their first home a chance to say, you know what, I'll take that one. Instead of, you know, the, the poor amount of supply on the market for houses right now. What are we at? Um, 3.3 months. 3.3 months supply. Six months is considered balanced. I've seen the supply of homes on the market as high as eight, nine percent. If we could move to six percent, you would see home prices fall. Is the expectation again, every home is going to be different. But foreclosures are climbing. Credit card debt is climbing. Do we think that the next six months is completely rosy on the back end? No. But I do expect the Fed to stop raising interest rates. I do expect in about six months from now, they're going to be saying, you know, there's enough of a slowdown here. Let's lower interest rates. Could be nine months. Could be 12 months. But it's going to be in that time frame of six to 12 months from now that it's being talked about. Now, again, all bets are off the table if Putin throws a nuclear missile. All bets are off the table if Trump or Biden got sick and couldn't finish the election cycle. Uh, There's things that are going to happen like that. And you never know when they're coming. But do I expect the markets to be at an all-time high? I do. I expect markets to rise in 7 out of 10 years like they historically have done. I'm pretty comfortable with that statement. Ah, Target's getting hit pretty hard today (laughs) on on the back of that um, uh, retail becoming a major headache with porch pirates and inventory shrinkage at Home Depot, Target, Walmart. And um, just taking a look at some of these numbers. Retailers are saying retail shrink was nearly a hundred billion dollar problem for the industry in 2021. The cost more than doubled from 45 billion in 2015. I don't like what I'm seeing in that trend. When you see a flash mob become a flash robbery and get away with over $300,000 in merchandise and putting employees at risk, don't like it. I'd never worked at a retail store. I don't think. I was recently asked to remember my high school mascot. No problem. Now I'm asked to remember my high school jobs. Did I ever work at a retailer? I worked at ice cream shops. I worked at a lot of restaurants. So I don't think I ever worked at a grocery store. Yes, but not. I don't know. Anyway, I'll be quiet. I had a lot of jobs. So I had a lot of things that I wanted to spend money on in my late teens, early 20s. Zuckerberg's got a new in-person time policy. It's going to crack down on Meta's remote work rebels. Describing the shift as an in-person time policy. Is that a funny term? Um, Meta told employees in June that it was updating its remote work policy. I was on a call the other day where it was asked about remote uh, work policies. And it was awkward 30 corporations wanted to come back, but they don't want to say it out loud because that's not the popular opinion. Anyhow, you can find me online at Rob Black show Twitter, Rob Black show YouTube Rob Black show big event coming up Thursday in Los Gatos at the Toll House Hotel, probably down to my last six seminars on the peninsula. Um, so this might be the last time we got us. I'd love to see you there. You can sign up for the event 7 Readiness Test for Retirement at RobBlackShow.com. It's RobBlackShow.com. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information
0: on EP Wealth, visit RobBlack.com. That's RobBlack.com. I'm looking through the
1: business wires right now. I'm not seeing a lot of stories that jump out. It's always interesting I just don't, for some reason, I don't really want to talk about Macy's. I don't know why. It's just, It just seems to be off the radar for me so far that unless we're talking about closing half their stores again, I don't know if there's much there. I found it interesting that um, IBM owns the Weather Channel, and they're selling it off. And you're like, IBM, Weather Channel? Back in the 2000s when they had kind of a big run on supercomputing. They wanted to use the weather channel as proof that computers were powering the world of data and decisions. It never seemed like a good fit, even when I'm trying to explain it there, does it? Uh, Standard Poor's downgraded several regional banks Comerica American Key Corp. In the end, um, I can't find a reason for owning a regional bank other than they're cheap. I don't bank with a regional bank. I don't know anyone that banks with a regional bank. I'm not saying completely that's true because I know some small businesses, but the regional bank industry does not excite me. Swiss July trade surplus reached 129 billion. Expected surplus was 4.3, not 3.1. You can get really granular if you want it to when it comes to investing not my thing and I don't really have to go that far in looking at Sweden's GDP Moderna could benefit from early trends in COVID-19 infections the fall winter 23 24 respiratory disease season is underway it could be dynamic and volatile the season for respiratory diseases i.e. the fall winter especially COVID-19 starts to ramp right about now There's a lot of leading indicators, including respiratory ER visits. That's all tracked wastewater surveillance. That's the one that grosses me out. But also, I find the most intriguing that I want to learn more. When you study the sewage under San Francisco, you can look at parts per billions of COVID. And like that has to be the most unattractive job in the world. But at the same time, kind of cool. What do you do for a living? Oh, I'm an ER doctor. What do you do for a living? I'm a financial planner. Oh, what do you do for a living? I track COVID in city wastewater. Wow. So Moderna historically had 25 to 35% of the U.S. COVID-19 market share. Um, They can start to outperform if you start seeing more wastewater surveillance data come back negative. Other stories of note today that I think we should try to hit. I hit foreclosures are on the rise. Home sales are dropping. Retail theft. I feel like I'm getting all of this today. Uh, Zuckerberg wanting employees back to work. He's had a very good year with his year of efficiency. Is there enough still to bleed out there? I think Meta does have upside. Um, Gas prices hit 2023 highs in California after Hurricane Hillary. Which, come on, let's be honest. When I say Hurricane Heller, you're thinking Clinton, right? Whether you're Republican or Democrat, you're kind of filling it in as like, this is someone's sick joke on tying her to uh, something bad. And I don't know if that's the case. But that's what my head instantly jumps to. Uh, We have the Russell down three points. The NASDAQ is up 64, but it was up more. So we started off stronger as the first hour of the market got underway. We've pulled back. We're going to have a big event Wednesday after the market closes and Friday as well. Wednesday, it's going to be NVIDIA. Um, Will NVIDIA be the new Tesla for the stock markets? Will they continue it? Can they have a couple year trend of just ripping higher? Wall Street wants to know. That's for darn sure. Then Friday, we get the Fed chairman, Jerome Powell. He's hanging out with a lot of the central bankers of the world. And as he's doing that, you can find him um, talking on Friday. And what will he say about inflation? And what will he say about the economy? And what will he say? Um, People want to hear what he has to say. So we can kind of like... Pick the perfect time where he's going to change his decision on rates. It doesn't usually work like that. Just so you know. Other stories I should hit. Um, the foldable phone is getting really good reviews. The Samsung Galaxy Fold. I'm throwing that down there because I'm going to do more work on it this week. There's some productivity and quality of life advantages that a regular slab phones just can't match that allow you to look past some of the shortcomings of foldable phones. Most of the foldable phones cost about $1,800. If you would replace the Fold's inner display, it would cost you about the same as a new iPhone 14 Pro. Not cheap. But a foldable phone gives you the luxury of a much larger on-screen keyboard. It gives you the space to use Adobe's Lightroom without it feeling cramped. It gives you side-by-side multitasking that makes flipping between apps occasionally rather than constant. One. You're getting some good, good reviews. And again, when the first fold came out, I'm like, who needs that? Everyone but Apple is kind of welcoming the excitement. Now, again, I'm still saying, I don't know. I'm still trying to decide. Um, I'm not Generation Z, and I got to figure out if that's the thing that I'm missing here. Uh, They're charging more for foldable phones. They're yielding higher profit margins. There's more room to differentiate through quality and durability. Uh, Taking a look at Samsung's flip phones versus Motorola's rival, and you'll see an epic comparison. I see why Samsung and Motorola and Google are all excited. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Big event coming up Thursday in Los Gatos, the Toll House Hotel, 630 to 830, the
0: Retirement Readiness Tests. Sign up at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the seven tests of retirement readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors, Thursday, August 24th in Los Gatos. They'll walk you through these seven tests to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary, and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least $500,000 in investable assets and want to retire better, pass on your estate, and minimize taxes, this event is for you. Find out if you're on the right track with the 7 Tests of Retirement Readiness, Thursday, August 24th, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Los Gatos Toll House Hotel. Space is limited, so sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Can you pass all 7 Tests? Sign up today online at robblackshow.com.